Welcome to episode 10 of the Falkirk Podcast. On this month's episode, we're going to be talking about the Falkirk Sports Society and what that's going to be doing going forward. And this one, what you guys introduce yourself. I'm joined by four guests this week. Uh, Charlene Honey from the Falkirk Supporters Society Committee. Scott Steele, Falkirk Supporters Society Committee. Been on the committee for about 18 months now. Nigel Serafini, the FSS Director. James Winnie, Chief Executive. Been at the club for just over two years now. Now we're going to talk about the FSS. It's probably worth you guys just talking a bit about what you guys do in the FSS at the moment. And uh, then we'll start covering what was talked about last week's update meeting. So I'm the reasonably young new member of the committee. I've only been involved for about two or three months now. And I've I, I volunteered for an advert to support social media. So um, with one of the guys on the committee, Jim Miller, we've been running the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and threads. So if you're not already following them all, please go in and follow them all. Um, and naturally, I've got involved in some of the committee conversations as well. Committee member, I've not got a specific role as such, more a utility player. <laughs> um, I help organise some of the events. Uh, basically, my main reason for joining it was to try and connect with the supporters. I know a lot of people within the support uh, try to go out there socially and... Uh, connect on the buses, whatever, just to try and uh, get people on board and spread the message to the FSS. Nigel, you're the FSS representative on the board uh, for nearly two years now, I think. Since December 21, I think that fateful month. Um, yeah, of uh, an interesting time. So what's, what's that been like over the past few years and now getting to where the FSS is in the club? Pretty intensive. Um, the whole period... Um, we've basically set about rebuilding the club from the bottom up, but also building the FSS into a driving force. I think we've achieved a tremendous amount in a very, very short space of time, and that's both on and off the park and uh, in, in the background. A lot of hard work. I, I know a lot of... Um, there's been sort of negative reaction to the role and the, the, the volume of work entailed. I think that's easing now for any prospective member that wants to put themselves forward. We've probably done a lot of the heavy lifting and we're beginning to see a wee bit light at the end of the tunnel so the, the sort of hours commitment is probably less than 10 hours a week plus match the attendance um, because a lot of the, as I say, a lot of the, the good work that's going on already has uh, allowed us that, a wee bit of breathing space. But we need people to come forward. So it's probably best just to set the table to see we know what the FSS is but now I think uh, buying shares into the club fan donations but what was the original goals of the FSS and where are we sitting now? The original goal was to be part of the three-legged stool and we didn't envisage getting uh, to the, the third the third per, per, uh, part of the three-legged stool percentage wise for shares Initially, um, we were part of the, the the FSS and small shareholders who were aiming to get to twenty five, over twenty five to thirty three percent, which would be part of the three legged stool. Others obviously being the major shareholders and the patrons group. Um, we tried obviously to get as many members as we could to increase that shareholding. So unprecedented we got the fans bank loan which projected us to the the higher end of that percentage very quickly. Um, we're now at that stage where we've sort of achieved our maximum shares um, and 
like I say, that's that's happened rather a bit more quicker than than we'd planned, but that's not a bad thing. No, so the as I understand it, the FSS is now kind of achieved its goal, but way ahead of time. So now there was discussions last week and discussion going forward about where it's going to go in the future. And this is probably going to set the table for those, I guess, going forward. So, Jamie, we spoke last time about why fan ownership was the right model. Do you want to just kind of reiterate that? And what is the fan ownership meant for the club the past couple of years? That yeah. you know, has, has it helped over the past few years raise funds that you wouldn't otherwise had? Yeah, so, so I think in terms of the in terms of the model, if if I think there's a lot of folk or fans absolutely believe fan ownership is the right model for for the football club. If you had, I mean, I said this at the FSS meeting last week, if you had a, a multi-millionaire Falkirk fan who just unconditionally wanted to plough millions and millions of pounds into the football club and had the best, the football club's best interests at heart, then then that's great. But that person doesn't exist. So instead of allowing somebody to come in who maybe will have different reasons for being at the football club and may only ever be in the club for a short-term gain, we we believe, and I think the vast majority of Falkirk fans believe that fan ownership is the right the right model for this football club and the three-legged stool hopefully gives the option for every supporter at any level to be part of that and, and that's why the FSS is so, so important and in terms of you know the right here, right now without the FSS subscriptions this year you know, the, the team we're watching on the park that are winning games and playing you know, a really good brand of football that team wouldn't wouldn't be there you know, the, the, we've, we, we've this year as we said at the AGM and we said in various updates last year Every single penny of FSA subscriptions is in the manager's budget right now. So we wouldn't have been able to sign Tom Lang and Brad Spencer and Calvin Miller without the FSA subscriptions. John would have had to have went for a lower quality player that, that cost a little bit less and he'd probably have to enter, he would have had to enter the loan market much earlier. So the team that we see in, the, in this park, there's a huge contribution there from the FSA's members. I've got as a team in the park, we've been able to go and get the very best players that we can attract and it's, at this moment in time, it's paying dividends. So, so in terms of, you know, is it making a difference? Well, absolutely, 100% is. Are we all enjoying this season so far? Without a doubt, but we're going to get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, yes, enjoying it, without a doubt. Last Friday, there was the FSS meeting with members to have a discussion about where the, the sports society is at the moment and what the relationship is with the club. Do you mind if we just start by giving, you know, an overview of the topics that were discussed there for anybody that... And me and Cody too missed it. In the first instance, I think it was a clear the air. There's, as ever, there's a lot of noise um, being made on social media, and it was partly to uh, correct some of the inaccuracies um, and really give a status update where, where we'd got to, because there was a, a few queries about um, behaviours or ultimate percentages where, you know, we the FSS is now the largest uh, single as an entity uh, shareholder in the group and as I say we got there four or five years we got over 25% which was an aspirational figure it was something that we were aiming for in three or four years time we've managed to do that in such a short space of time in, in, in comparison and it was also just setting out what the original targets had been which when we talk about three-legged stool it was about trying to get basically large shareholders a third, medium shareholders a third and small shareholders a third so that everyone could be involved as, as Jamie mentioned it was how can we open up um, ownership to any, any budget you know so we're, we're vir virtually there um, in terms of uh, numbers we'd, we'd set out to achieve and that's important because it means that now no one single group 
controls the, the, the club. And in, in most voting, at least two out of the three groups have to vote to carry carry things through. So um, that was that was a quite an important goal. Basically, the the two million shares that had been authorised, they've now been snapped up. So they are now gone. We're not in a position to issue any additional shares at the moment. It's something we'll review going forward. But it now gives us the status and it's how, how we build and how we continue to fund the club. And there's still uh, opportunity for the FSS to get bigger. Um, I think there's something like seven or 800 individual shareholders who could uh, opt to either donate their shares to the FSS or just even give their proxy so that the voting uh, percentage that comes with that would get them up to 33, 34%, which is the total of the small shareholders. And that, that would be a fantastic achievement. Um, and that's probably one area of focus um, over the next 12 to 18 months. So achieving that, is it 25% you said that the FSS is now at? So that basically means that any time there's a change in the club, the fans will be consulted going forward. Yep. Basically, um, we're sitting on 24.6% and the, I, I don't know how it happened. There was something lost in the translation that this magic figure of 25% plus one share, that did include original, the original plan included the 800 small shareholders. Now, something's got lost along the way and the belief was that the FSS would hold 25.1%. So if there was a special resolution, uh, we could knock that on the head. As it turns out, um, we were short of that, but it didn't necessarily mean that if it was a special resolution. Sometimes you, you've got a, uh, an AGM and no, not 100% will turn up, uh, not 100% will vote. So basically we had enough to do that. But this 25.25% uh, plus one has now been achieved because through discussions and with the patrons, and I'd like to thank Gordon Prophet for leading on that, uh, we had, had donations and proxy votes from the patrons and other shareholders that took us to the 25% plus one. So we're now in that position that FSS alone could veto anything a special resolution. Um, that for me, and I think for a lot of other people, showed unity, showed togetherness, and it showed that we're fan-run. Some of the conspiracy theories out there about power grabs by the patrons, etc, etc, are just pretty wild, in my opinion. But that showed a, a togetherness, and, and that's the way it should be in a fan-run club. We, we've got to stick together if we're going to, going to move forward, and that was a great illustration of that. I think that the goal for the FSS around safeguarding it, like particularly at the meeting, it was really important that we got that across, that we clarified and reassured for the members that actually... Um, some of the stories that were out there around the club and us not working together collaboratively just you know they, they weren't true we were trying our best to get there and the club were, were supporting us to do that so so we are where we are now and we're looking to the future so if i understand all available shares are now sold fss has got and beaten the target it was looking for patrons are happy shareholders are happy everybody's happy so far, yeah. Good. Okay. I think it's worth mentioning as well, Colin. You know that, that we that, that the remaining shares, the small amount of remaining shares that, that were available um, and ring fenced to the patrons group have now been sold as well. So that the the final the final number of shares that were left have now been bought by the patrons group. So as well as achieving the FSS's target, 
all the shares are now sold, the patrons group have now finalised their share purchase, and that allowed John to go into the market and, and bring in and bring in Leighton Bisland, which you know wouldn't have been achieved without doing that. And it also gives John a, a small bit of money to potentially go back into the market again, either in this window or in, in January. And again, that wouldn't have been possible without um, working between the FSS and the patrons group to get to the point where everyone, as you say, has now achieved their, their overall aim. But at the same time, the manager's budget has been topped up. So I think that's a great place for us to be in. Um, and, and as you say, things are going really well on the part, but it's good to know that John's got the ability to potentially go and bring someone in if he, if he sees the right and finds the right player. And that could make the difference between winning the league and no, in my opinion. Next or two or three players. Yeah, some cover in case uh, you know Calvin Miller goes out injured, unfortunately, for a few months. There's now the opportunity that John can react. Because um, I think the loan market's open until end of September. So there is a bit of time there if, if anything is needed. John also was quite happy to go a smaller squad yeah. and a higher quality this season. But you only need a couple of injuries or suspensions and it begins to look a bit threadbare. So fingers crossed at the moment that, um, you know, we're with, apart from the odd, I think still Sean, Mackey and Stephen and Calvin are, are currently still not quite ready to return to the first team. Um, so that loan market could be, as, as Scott says, quite critical in getting us across the line. So we've got that that buffer. Well, we mentioned the manager's budget. Then is is, is, is John now comfortable with the budget he started with? Plus, he's got a bit. Extra. I know he'll ask for more. But <laughs> we're laughing because managers are never yeah. happy with their budget. Um, no, I've, I've, we've we found that talking to boards all across the country yeah. is it's the same message we keep hearing. It's safe to say John would never be happy. How much money you gave him, and, and rightly so. You know, John wants to get the best team in the park and, and to be successful. Uh, but what is important was. We, we talked um, at the start of the season, Colin, about where did the budget, where was the budget in relation to last year? Yeah. And we were very honest to say we hadn't been able to get it up to, you know, just the same number. So we were a little bit short, but with this extra, with the final shares being so, we've managed to now get up to the same number as last year. So while we'd love to go beyond that, we, we can't put the club at risk um, and, 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 and do that. But what we have been able to now do, thanks to the patrons group and the FSS, is now get the budget up to the same number as it was last year. So... I wouldn't say he's happy. I say he's more content. It's potentially how I put it than he was. Uh, he was maybe a couple of months ago, but we're certainly in a, in, a, in a much better place now. Good, good. Now, you obviously bought all the allocated shares. The, the fans are still donating their money every month. Where does that money now go? Before it was quite simple. Money goes to the club for shares. Now, what is what's the money used for? So I think um, Jamie covered really well at the meeting how the club have built in to their kind of forecast budget for John as we've just talked about the money that we already had um, and I think going forward there was definitely a resounding support in the room that that's where the money goes it goes to the football budget because um, you know Jamie explained we, we don't want to stay in this league next year I don't think anybody would back that we want to move up but to move up that will come with kind of cost constraints for the club and how how that budget feeds into that so, but I think what we did ask for in the room is suggestions and ideas from our members around how they want to sway the club and, and what they want to feed into the club around ideas and suggestions on where the money goes. Um, and, and we don't get a lot of feedback, but we do get some feedback. So we would welcome any kind of feedback on social media forums, direct into our website and our emails, because actually we can't do everything. Um, we need people to volunteer and support delivering some of those things, but where we actually can't deliver it either as an FSS or the club as a partnership 
we can explain to our members why we can't um, and that might also encourage more volunteers as well so get the ideas in how, how many people are on the fss committee now and how many volunteers do you have and essentially what do you need uh, over and above what you're, you're currently running on I think we're sitting at nine at the moment with Charlene just coming on recently and Jim Miller who's both have been a great addition and lowered the average age quite considerably <laughs> uh, so that was a positive for everybody else um, we have about nine in total at the moment yeah uh, all specific roles but I think what we need to look and well, that was one of the things that came out of the meeting, uh, the meeting we need to start branching out a bit more uh, one of the things that was mentioned was like the ultra guys if we can if we can find a, a, a place for them to join, there might be an age bracket at a reduced cost. And I think the junior bairns, we, we started doing work with them initially. That kind of fell by the wayside. I've spoke to a couple of people since the meeting. And uh, hopefully we can find a way around it. I think there's legal implications there. I think more well, you've got to sign it up in your parents' name or something like that. So that, that's one of the things that we need to do. We need to branch out for, for a younger generation. In fact, Charlene's sitting here for 27 months pregnant. Uh huh, yeah. Well, we could actually sign somebody <laughs> up before they're actually born. Yeah. Not a mini bear, no. Uh, <laughs> so, we're planning ahead for those kind of things. And another thing I think we need to get better at is events. You look at other clubs, and there's loads of events, speakers' nights, uh, quizzes, five asides, that kind of thing. I think that's something that we could, we could focus on. It would get younger people involved, it get all age groups involved. And I don't know, you could maybe ring, ring fence that for the academy or something. Um, but it's, it's all things like that we need to look at. But as Charlene said as well, we can't just do it with the committee. We need volunteers. We need to be subgroups. And you don't need to be on that all the time. You can just be on that for a project and then step back. But we need the, we need, need the members to help as well. Yeah, so there's, there's an opportunity here now for the SSS not just to be a, a money-raising fund. It's something that you can actually not just get involved with running in the club, but you can get involved with other events and community parts of it. So you've got an opportunity now, I guess, is the message. And if you want to get involved, get in touch. Absolutely. Pretty much, I think, yeah. I think Nigel said it in the past. Like we are, We are one club. And I think as a major shareholder in this club, we need to form a community and... That community is made up of quite a widespread age group and demographic and actually, as you know, Scott said it, we've got so many opportunities that we can branch out to. But us as nine people on a committee can't do it on our own. So actually, if there's anybody listening who wants to get involved, do get in touch with us um, and, and give us the feedback when we put things out as well, because um, it's not just our ideas that matter. We're, we're representatives of a membership group. So. Was there anything else? Covered at the meeting, that's probably worth touching on. Well, I think that, I think that you kind of touched on it. It was like, what what comes next? So, you know, there was only a limited number of shares. So, that at some point, they were all going to be sold, and that investment um, would 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 halt. But the the future was always likely to be around donations, yeah. um, and and the partnership agreement that we, we we set up was was about expanding that, and and you know what areas. Should it be, and, and we'd agreed on sort of infrastructure, um, the football budget with an emphasis on youth development. But as as Jamie's pointed out, you know, before you know, we still face a three or four hundred thousand pound loss every year, and it's how we plug that gap as well. Because you know, while the commercial guys are out doing their best uh, to fill hospitality, advertising, sponsorship, um, we we need more people to step forward. Um, 
and it doesn't need to be you know huge sums of money it's it's about getting a volume um so whether that's through increasing fss membership um or using the fss model and, and infrastructure to allow donations to to come to the club direct um so it's it's really a rallying call that and that feel good factor at the moment so despite the fact that it's early in the season we're all fairly optimistic you know at some point if it looks as if we've got a chance of being promoted we need to start budgeting and planning for that and and that means additional funding and additional monies that, that we need to generate from somewhere hopefully on the back of a attractive winning team and we get results um more people will be inclined to come forward but the time is now it's it's no point waiting until sort of last week in April or, or something where it's you're going at the end of the season um, because by then John the team or whatever will have already been looking at squads and, and, and players and how to improve going forward I think that's probably a really key point is uh, you know a, a, any increase in FSA subscriptions between now and the end of the season one it could help potentially give us some money to spend in January over and above what John's got because that's unbudgeted and we've said that all along, that every single penny comes into the manager's budget for this season, so we've said that. The, the, the second thing is, you know, to allow the manager to go and um, extend contracts, to allow us to go and plan ahead, we, we need to have a, a handle on what our budget's going to be next year. And clearly, again, going back to be any increase in FSA subscriptions makes a big, big difference, because that's all extra money that can be put into the, the overall football budget for next year, and spent on the academy, spent on the first team. And I think, therefore, uh, if you are considering joining, there is no better time than now on the basis that it allows us to plan plan ahead. And we know that when you first go into the, the championship, if, if you know, there's a real correlation between success in football and your football budget, you know, a really strong correlation at any level, that more often than not, the team with the most money wins a league. So if you were to go to the championship right now, the reality is, if Dungeon United and Queen's Park are both still there, and Rafe Rovers probably to an extent, they three all have wealthy ownership models where, while certainly two of those teams are definitely smaller than, than Falkirk, Dungeon United being probably a bit bigger, they, they can fund their club well beyond the, the, their means. So we need to get to the point where we can compete at the top end of the championship. And to do that right now, we would need further and additional funds to come in to, to give the manager not just a budget that can maybe finish fifth or sixth in the championship, we want to give the manager a budget that can take us to challenge for fourth, challenge for third, and and, and, and very quickly give ourselves a chance to be one of the top teams in the championship. So any increase in FSS money is going to make a big, big difference, not only in terms of helping us reduce the operating loss, but actually giving the manager a budget that's competitive. You know, Falkirk fans quite rightly don't want to be, you know, just going to the championship when we hopefully win this league this year to just tread water and and, and sit there and Seven for eighth place, and in all due respect to the teams that, that tend to do that, you know, we're a bigger club than those teams. We need to very quickly be saying, Can we get to fourth place? And what happens when you get to fourth is SPFL money rises quite significantly. So, um, for winning the league this year, we'd get about 150 grand all in from the SPFL's league payments. But you finish fourth in the championship, you're getting almost 450,000. So, that extra 300 grand right away. In terms of that operating loss, it starts to you know starts to significantly reduce that. But as I say, but you also then want to invest further into the manager's squad, which increases your, your overall expenditure. So to do that, you need to you need to look at bringing as much money in as you can. And the FSS is 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 the biggest and best way to, to allow us to do that. So 
we've got to be ambitious now. We've, we've, we've done, the FSS have done incredibly well to get to the point where we are. And now it's a time to look forward. And we really, really, if we all get pushing in the same direction, you know, we've had over 4,000 at the last two home games, if we can get more and more people through the gate and have a really big season this year, then we go into next season flying. We're going to next season in a really, really strong place. Um, and the FSS is a real key part of that. You mentioned the partnership agreement. Can you just explain what that is and what, is, uh, what it covers? It's basically a, a document that, that sets out um, how we'll cooperate and work together, what, what we'll commit to as a football club, what the FSS uh, will strive to do. Um, it's got at the moment, it's a, uh, it's a it's a live document. It's a it's, it's although it's got a three year review term, um, it can be revisited at any time. But it's it's basically bringing the two organisations together and also um, cementing the sort of commitments we've got in terms of giving the FSS two directors posts, making the FSS the the funding stream that, that that they are, you know, the the vehicle or the model will use to to raise funds. Future ring fencing in terms of if there is a a share issue further down the road, um, we'll we'll guarantee that the percentage will be held as far as possible. It's, uh, we'll work towards that. And on the other side, the FSS basically will proactively drive that fan funding model, um, and you know meet their commitments because they've, they've taken on a rather ambitious loan that, that it does have to be repaid although it's interest free over 20 years so so it really just sets out um each other's understanding of, of how we'll work together to to improve the benefit of the club and i just thought there's there's flexibilities within that agreement uh, it's no everything set in stone it's over a three-year period if i'm correct uh there's conditions and there's clauses in that it can be negotiated uh, and discussed if both parties agree. So it's not just a hard and fast uh, agreement that, that can be changed. I think the key thing about the partnership agreement is exactly that. It's a partnership, so um, we and the club are part of one community who are all striving for the same thing. We all want our team to do well and we all want to contribute to it as much as possible, but um, it also gives the FSS... Know, members as a community a bit of a voice by giving them those two directors on the board as well so we've currently got Nigel we're actively looking for another one so again we would encourage anyone who's interested to get in touch Can you give the details on that election? I believe the closing date is the 11th It's on the, it's if you on the, F- the website yeah. yeah. so I think um, you, you can self-nominate um, from if you're an FSS member the yeah, 11th is the closing date which we extended um, because there seemed to be a reluctance for anyone to to step up. So there's yeah there's there's still time to to get your nomination um, in. Can you maybe just explain what your role is involved in and give people an understanding of what the, what the board and the clubs are looking for in a member and you know how many hours do they need? What skills are they looking for? We basically co-share ever, everything. So it, it would be good to have someone with perhaps a different background or a different skill set. Um, I know that we're we're kind of short in the legal and financial aspects, also communications uh, field. As I said at the start, it, it was probably 15 to 20 hours a week plus match day when I first came on, on board. And looking back, I was still working at the time and I, I struggled to think how I actually managed to, to, to make that happen. 
that because we we've we've done uh, so much work in the last 18 21 months or whatever um that's probably down to probably less than 10 hours uh, a week of, and and that's including a pl probably a three hour weekly call which is done over zoom or teams so you don't actually have to always be here in person it's we've probably been fortunate in that most of us are, are living fairly locally um, I know that was one of the bigger bigger challenges when John Wright was was on the the board that he lived in Paisley I think or Renfrew and and the travelling was was difficult especially when a lot of the time we're we're hands on we're 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 not a sort of sort of executive strategy board we are a we are a basically effective and exec working board so it's you know anyone with a a, a background in uh, as I said, communications, legal, um, finance, and and there will be others because um, we've had people come on to do specific projects. I mean, John Wright in the first instance, it was an IT project that he came and oversaw before he actually came on board. So there's there's always bits and pieces uh, of specialist work needing done, whether it's around the stadium um, in general, or in terms of the SFA or SPFL regulations and things so it's an extra pair of hands ultimately we also we do represent the club at match days so we, we try to get to most home and away fixtures we we do take holidays so we we do try and share and try and avoid being being off at the same time but we're conscious that we're we're small in number when we go to a lot of away grounds where whether they're all board members but they're certainly we seem to be outnumbered by two or three to one quite frequently by a lot of other League One clubs. Um, so, uh, and if anyone wants to know more about the role, uh, and a couple of people have reached out to me uh, recently, I'm quite happy to you know, sit down and have a chat, give them a, a broader uh, detail of, of what's what it looks like. Um, as I said, I think it's, it's getting better, it's getting easier. Um, so if there's anyone wants to get in touch, uh, happy, happy to have a chat. So everyone's looking for volunteers. Jamie, is the cop still looking for people to get involved with any specific volunteer roles as well? I think Nigel, and Nigel summarised it quite well. The, the club a year and a half ago was or 21, 21 months ago um, was in a, in a really, in a really bad place. But a lot of the hard work has been done over that period, and the, the club's in a much, much better place now. So, so in terms of the club running properly, running efficiently, running well. We're, we're well down the road in that one yeah. so well absolutely if somebody wanted to come forward and had a expertise in a certain area we would, we'd love to hear from them but it's not it's nowhere near as pressing as it was uh, 18 19 20 months ago when when we, we needed all hands on deck as nigel says that you know the club is now running well and um and we're in a, we're in a pretty good place but we're, we're always happy to listen to people if, if somebody wanted to come in and felt they could lend an expertise it's very similar to what you're saying with the fss and, and um potentially the FSS director or the FSS committee is we won't turn good people down and if there's fans out there that think they can add value then I think we would all be happy to listen to them and see what you know if there's a place for them. Just going back to monies and ownership again is there still room for investment from people who aren't part of the FSS or the patrons or even people who still want to get involved in the patron? Yeah we're, we're, <laughs> we're always happy to take any any donations or investment, whether it's and that investment, while some of it can be financial, others can be can be an expertise. It doesn't necessarily have to be you know actual pounds, 
but we we we're always open for um, anyone who thinks they can donate, and even existing people who maybe are you know are a shareholder or FSS member, you know, even consider them, you know putting a wee bit more in. And if there's anyone, you know, it doesn't have to be you don't have to be a patron sort of um, level of of you know thousands of pounds. If if someone you know is quite happy to you know donate you know a few hundred quid, then we're quite. A, Quite glad to take it off their hands, um, but it's all it's all it will all be for the benefit of the football club. I think there's also you know the, the, the bigger the FSS becomes and the more stable this football club becomes, the more attractive we are to investors. I think that's probably the key point is um, you know if you think back to six months or a year ago, an investor you know probably looks at our club and and doesn't see it as a particularly great place to go um, on the basis that we've got a really significant underlying operating loss and so on. We're now we're now a fully fan owned club. We, if we get to the championship and we can give the manager a competitive budget, we could be a club at the top end of the championship with a fantastic fan base and a great history and a vibrant FSS. I think that's a really becomes a really exciting model for for somebody to, to invest in. And instead of maybe having to to invest millions and millions of pounds, I mean, there's there's investors out there who will will be spending millions to on a football club to try and make them successful. If we've we've got a really strong model, then. The, the, the amount of investment could be quick you know, could be less than that to, to, to help us get to the premiership and it may well be that um you know even an investor putting in the same amount as the FSS for example that would be massive for the football club and would give us that wee extra advantage to go and compete with the, the wealthy owners but without costing that investor millions and millions of pounds so I think we may become even more attractive over the next six months to a year to an to, to, to an investor and the free legged still has got you know there is a there is a, a there is room there for for, for major shareholders to, to still play an active role in the football club and um, so if there is, if there is uh, you know those conversations can happen So we're at I think 721 members for the FSS all the shares are bought now so what is the the future for the for the scheme? I think we want to continue con- contributing to the club and, and there's been a few numbers around how many members we think that we should have in the future um, I think FSS as a committee we're, we're realistic, we're not going to hit 5,000 members by December but um, we are going to actively prompt new membership uh, we spoke about the ultras and the young community that was lots of ideas that were suggested at the members meeting, we are going to take a lot of that stuff forward um, also welcome new ideas but I think it's about growing the membership to give as much as we possibly can back to Falkirk as a club. I think it's real when you look at other clubs and just to hear Patrick Thistle over They've got less season ticket holders than us, but they've got more members. So it is achievable. Uh, I think they're between 1,200 and 1,500 members. Um, what the level of investment is, I don't know, but it can be achieved. And we've just got to keep encouraging people to join. I think we've been at our, as Jamie alluded to, we've been at our worst point probably in our history within the last couple of years. We've sorted things out a lot off the park. Things are improving on the park. We're heading upwards. We don't want to derail this and we need everybody on board as many people as possible and uh, I've also got a loan to pay over and above for that <laughs> so as many people as we can go in the same direction that's what we're looking for I was just going to say I think our focus as a committee for the next kind of six months is probably going to be understanding like we are a really well supported club so of those you know season ticket holders who are not members why are they not members can they tell us why can is there anything we can do to convince them or change their mindset around it? Uh, Scott's right, we've probably been in a really, really negative place. Um, 
from a personal perspective, I've lost a bit of my own buzz about coming to Falkirk Games and, and years gone by, but I actually feel better than ever this year. So now is the time to capitalise on that and hopefully get more people on board. And any new member just helps build the momentum for where exactly. we're, we're going. And yeah. Or if, if one, somebody who's already a member wants to stick in an extra quid a week or whatever, I'm sure that that's that all helps you guys with your budgets for the future. Well, shortly, within the next couple of months, uh, I think a lot of the PayPal uh, two-year thing expires and we're trying to encourage people to go stand in order uh, instead of PayPal. So if there's an opportunity, if people can afford it when they're changing over to put in a wee bit extra, uh, that'd be more than welcome as well. Is a benefits for you guys going stand in order over yeah. PayPal? Do you care how the money gets to you? There's a, bit, a slight monetary gain for us in terms of what we could contribute because there's a small cost to using PayPal as a method um, of payment. So we would like people to be on standing order um, and we would encourage people that, you know, I think November 21, when we saw quite a lot of people joining, that date is coming up. So I would ask people to watch their PayPal because it won't give them a notification. Um, we'll obviously get a notification and might get in touch with people. But if, if you can do it now, change to standing order because that tiny little bit more we could be given to the club. And we'll be putting out a lot of emails and social stuff to try and head that off and give people prior warning to that as well. We'll just like to wrap up then. Uh, do you guys have any final message for FSS members and Falkirk fans who may not yet be members, who are maybe on the fence or haven't considered fan ownership as viable? Can you maybe just give them a final message? I think what we've done so far in a very short time is illustrated that, that we can achieve things. Um, and again, I repeat what I said earlier, a togetherness. Uh, we'll re retain our independence from the board and we'll represent the fans' views, but we also need to work in tandem. And I think uh, the illustration for the patrons has showed that, and also working with the board, the three-legged stool. We've got to work together. Uh, as I mentioned, it's a, probably our lowest point a couple of years ago. We all need to stick together and go in the same direction. And if you want to come and join us, we'd be more than welcome. Uh, numbers is everything. So many as many people as we can possibly get, the better. As if we needed any more motivation, Dundee and Dunfermline tried fan ownership and failed. So Dunfermline failed, let's make sure that we make fan ownership work. And I'm sure there'll be rocky moments in the future where there's maybe disagreements, but the fact that FSS has a shareholder and there's an open dialogue and everyone's working together, when those issues do crop up, it's not going to be a massive fallout. <laughs> like, potentially it could have been years gone by. Uh, you guys are all kind of trying to work together. Oh. You're right, and I think it's fair to say as well, we'll not get everything right 100% of the time, that's just life, and we'll make mistakes, and there'll be misunderstandings, communication, all the rest of it, and we'll hold our hands up to that, but if you can rectify these mistakes like, uh, and move on, that's 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 the way, and we'll get there, I think, togetherness is the key. Final right? main question for me, do we have disco lights? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have once we've completed the floodlight work we do have a, a couple of settings that we can use uh, that, that do have uh, different patterns flashing light patterns uh, I would stress it's not quite uh, the Celtic on a European night type scenario that we have but uh, we would like to get them into action at some point but we still need to do a wee bit of work on the, 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 the towers that's for John and Ross there so <laughs> their main questions answered so is there any final message you want to give the, the fans now, it's also been a positive start to the season. We've got a wee break till Queen of the South, but things are starting to feel pretty positive around here. Yeah, there's definitely a momentum building, and we've all got a shared vision of where 
we want to see Falkirk Football Club um, and we'll do it together Thanks guys for your time and best of luck to your, to your subscriptions over the next few months getting more people on board and best of luck to you guys for the rest of the season Thank you Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.